Hey y'all, welcome back to episode 164 of the Late Night Vision Show. This is the only podcast dedicated to all you night vision and hog hog hunters, coyote hunters, uh, anything like that in between A to Z. We are here to talk about it. Um, today we're going to be doing something a little bit different. We're going to be talking about some some gun laws and gun policies recently that came out um, in the state of Texas. But before we get to that, we're going to bring in uh, one of my good buddies who I'm going to get have the pleasure of hanging out with this weekend, uh, Mr. Jason Robertson of Outdoor Legacy Gear, the owner of Outdoor Legacy Gear, uh, your place, your one-stop shop for night vision thermal optics. <laughs> How you doing, bud? That was quite the introduction. Yeah. Man, I'm good. Yeah, so... Uh, this weekend, about the time that uh, everybody is uh, hopefully getting this podcast, listening to it on Thursday, uh, Hans and I and our wives uh, should be uh, down around the third coast, the, the <laughs> southern coast of, of Texas down there, the Gulf of Mexico, in the uh, beautiful green and brown waters. What's <laughs> that, uh, well, sad is that is, is not a lie. Not, that's that not Texas is, is not known for their Jamaican beaches. But, <laughs> but we do have some, we have some, we have some decent beaches for, yeah. for Texas. Yeah. So we're going to go down there and go, go hang out for the weekend, good Lord willing, and uh, weather permitting, we'll, we'll be down there. So maybe we'll have some oh, tales yeah. to tell. Yeah, maybe you'll see back. some pictures of me and Jason in our uh, – and our speedos down there on the beach. Um, <laughs> Let me tell you something. You see a that, picture you know? of me in a speedo, it's yeah, been so, photoshopped. <laughs> uh, this past weekend was Father's Day. We keep saying we're going to bring the kids on uh, just to say something. And we always say we're going to do it around Father's Day. And we have, again, we haven't done it. But at some point, we need to get the kids on. But I hope you had a good Father's Day. I got to actually go hunting the Friday night of Father's Day. I went from uh, from home from East Texas, went out to West Texas to do some some hog hunting and let me tell you man the mosquitoes I, the mosquitoes out there are on steroids if if the the west texas mosquitoes met the east texas mosquitoes in a back alley the east texas mosquitoes get their butt whipped all day long because well them, i don't want them to breed because i don't know are, what they would come up with them <laughs> dudes are so big you can hear them buzzing around your face we're sitting there trying to line mm. up to shoot pigs and i mean just swatting at each other and uh you know trying to shoot as quick as you can so you can get out of there. But yeah, I got a chance to, to do that. Got to do some other fun things on Father's Day. So um it was uh it was a good weekend. It was hot, but other than that it was good. Yeah, it was hot. I spent all uh, all day Saturday on the tractor and I was was miserable, dirty, hot, sweaty, <laughs> sunburned when I got <laughs> off and I sounds was amazing. Glad to have, <laughs> it, it, yeah, it was great. It was great. Well, listen, folks, let's get into this show. Uh, this is going to be a, a little bit of a different topic. And, uh, you know, Hans and I recently have done some more stuff that was uh, more, you know, gun slash legislation slash politics related. And, you know, it's the time of year where there's a lot less scope reviews uh, going on. There's a lot less hunting going on. And there's a lot of these topics that people ask us about. They, you know, they send messages or emails or leave comments and, you know, ask what we think about something and it's hey it's not that we think our opinions are worth anything or that right. you should listen to them but sometimes people do like to talk about it especially like i said slower times of the year so we've got a, a really great opportunity uh because texas just passed uh, seven new state laws uh that pertain to guns gun rights and so we're going to kind of get into some of those and i know there's some of y'all that are listening going well listen i'm not from texas why am i listening to this well number one uh, you don't have to, but we think this is 
number one, it is interesting because we are from Texas, both Hans and I, and a huge portion of our our listeners are from Texas. But uh, Texas is a big state, and while you know we are revered by many outside this state as as being one big you know bastion of conservatism uh, that is actually waning some when you yeah. look at the elections uh, mm-hmm. national elections coming out of texas now uh, state and local uh, outside of the big cities uh, we're still very conservative mm-hmm. i mean in the, you know the state government uh, governor greg abbott and you know all through there we've got a lot of of really good conservative politicians in there and so uh, they've passed some some laws, and I want to say this up front: uh, most of these are not new or groundbreaking. There's yeah. many other states that have done these. Uh, many states have done these several years ago, and Texas is finally getting on board. Now, I will admit yeah. to you, I think it's kind of an embarrassment it took yeah. us this long. All right, so I, I would have preferred to seen this happen uh, several years ago, but I'm glad it's happening now. And one reason that. I do think that it's it's relevant is because a lot of the other states that have passed some of these laws um, are smaller conservative states. And so when a state as big as Texas kind of makes a stand on some of these things, especially where you're kind of thumbing your nose to the federal mm-hmm. government, I think it's it makes bigger waves. Mm-hmm. And I think it also allows some of these other smaller conservative states uh, or, or maybe even some of these, you know, kind of you know, in the middle states, uh, I think Collins calls them purple states, you know, kind of right in the middle. Uh, but maybe you've got some conservative legislatures that, that lets them kind of go, hey, maybe we could do this too. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, Texas did this and, and the place hadn't burning down yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe we could do this. So we hope that it, it kind of gives some confidence to some other states. So with that said, uh, again, it, you know, you might have already read an article about these. You may not care at all, uh, but I think it, it does interest a lot of people of kind of what some of these laws are. So we're going to kind of quickly go over them. There's two of them that are really big hot button issues, one of them being really big, mm-hmm. and we're going to talk about that towards the end, but we're just kind of going to go through these others pretty quickly and kind of get to the meat of it. Yeah, so, uh, you know, like Jason said, a lot of people think of, of Texas being on the forefront of some of this gun stuff, but it turns out that, like you said, a lot of these states have already done this before us, and it, Texas is nationally a very, I would say, turning into a purple state, but that's how important local and state politics are to make sure that you put people that are like-minded in positions of, of power that have the ability to make legislation, and, and that's why right. we're able to get some of this stuff done, even though uh, federally, uh, it, it more than ever, uh, are the gun rights and this you know Second Amendment community is is under under attack uh, from not just from existing laws that you know they're trying to be either re implemented or redeclared, but new um, new people that are being appointed. Uh, you know, just very you see people that are being put into power, especially what they're trying to do um, at the. Uh, uh, at the ATF with uh, the person that was nominated there, um, I forgot his name, David Shipman, I think it is, uh, you know, very much uh, anti-gun or I guess civilian having guns very much against that. But so we're going to run through these uh, and not in any particular order, but the first one that came out uh, that we saw, Senate Bill number 19, this is in the state of Texas, uh, prohibits any governmental in- entity from 
contracting with any business that discriminates against firearm or ammunition businesses or organizations. And I'll tell you, Jason, uh, here in the last several years, you've seen uh, banks, uh, financial in- mm-hmm. institutions that have refused to do business with gun manufacturers and ammuni- ammunition right. manufacturers. It's probably, it, it's very interesting to me. I'd love to get one of these um, annual ammo manufacturers on the line and see from a business perspective, how di- how difficult is it for them to just do their ordinary business day to day because of, of some of the discrimination that goes on between these different companies that they have to do business with to be able to, to survive and put their product out. But, you know, this Senate bill um, here, at least in Texas, made it illegal to do that. Right. So, well, it makes it illegal for the government to contract with right. them. So if you do have a company that is doing that, then then our state government can't contract with them. And you're correct. So I know that uh, back before, you know, back when I first started this business many years ago, uh, we were selling some other stuff that wasn't just um, – you know, night vision and thermal optics. Mm. We had some AR-15 accessories. Uh, we had some knives and things. And it was a real issue. I mean, this was back in 2012, 2013 days. And getting credit card processors, that was a big deal. I mean, if you said anything mm. gun-related, uh, most of these processors with the best pricing would say, no, we're not going to deal with you, you know, yeah. and you'd have to go find somebody else. Uh, business insurance, some of these uh, companies... You know, if they think if they can even if you sell something that they think even, you know, will like stick to a gun, if you threw it at it, then yeah. they don't they, they want to stay far away from you. And and I know I understand that part of that, you know, can be liability. But a lot of it is, is obviously, you know, just politics and they're paint with a broad yeah. brush. They, they don't want to be. So it is good. So the state cannot contract yeah. with any of those entities. And I'm sure that's going to be something that's going to be fought out in the courts because somebody's going to try to say, hey, this company that the state's contracting with does this and then yeah. it's going to be attorneys. And but but, yeah, that I think that's a, I mean, it's a good start anyway. It is. And uh, it, yeah, you're exactly right. It's it's the government can't work with or, you know anybody contracting right. against ammunition or firearms. But uh, to throw a big name out there, um, Shopify, I know uh, I know a couple of different gun accessory or rifle accessory companies that were kicked off of Shop- Shopify and told that they could no longer use them for their services for their online business. And, uh, right. I mean, that's a huge company and, and not, uh, not that the state of Texas works with them or anything, but the way the, the law reads, maybe, uh, you know, they'll take a closer look at that, but all right. The, the second one here we're going to talk about hits a little bit closer to home. You and I do some traveling from time to time, but, uh, Senate bill number 20 allows guests to store firearms in their hotel rooms. So I'll let you handle right. that. Cause yeah. So, I, so the, <laughs> But but basically, this is my understanding from what I've read. In the state of Texas, a um, a private business can disallow Mm -hmm. someone from carrying their firearm in that business. There's a few exceptions. And so what it looks like is they're saying that that hotels are going to be one of those uh, businesses that they cannot force you to leave your, mm-hmm. uh, you know, firearm outside. Now, I don't know exactly what the, the fine print says. Maybe you can't carry it around in their building and in their restaurants and in the lobby mm-hmm. because it says when I, I read it a little deeper, it says uh, carrying it directly 
uh, to your room. Right. And so what the state's trying to say there is, you know, I saw a push for this, and I don't know, again, uh, how much it was uh, outside or in Texas, and I don't know how much maybe outside some of the bigger cities, but after the big Las Vegas shooting, there was a lot of hotels, especially out there in Vegas mm-hmm. and some bigger cities that were saying, okay, y- y- I don't care if you're licensed. I don't care what. You cannot bring a firearm into our building. And um, I always think laws like that or, or rules like that that businesses make are they make a lot of sense because if they would have just made a rule that that guy couldn't have got up there and kicked his windows out and shot all those people, he wouldn't have done it. Um, Obviously more rules are going to keep us all safe. So heavy, heavy sarcasm there. So the, the state's basically saying uh, to a hotel, if Hans pulls up there in his truck and he's going to stay the night, they cannot legally disallow him from walking from his vehicle to his room to store his firearm and his ammunition and that that's a good thing and i think one of the reasons the distinction for that is he is staying there this is a hospitality business uh this is going to be his home away from home for the night and he has the legal right to have that and he shouldn't be forced to leave it in his vehicle you know parked in the parking garage which brings up all other kinds of issues leaving your firearm out there yeah like kind of like an extension extension of your own home kind of like an rv or camper Um, you know, cer- similar right. circumstances. Uh, so mm-hmm. Senate Bill 550, and Jason, I know you've been waiting to be able to carry your pistol like Dirty Harry on a shoulder uh, holster, but removes the shoulder or belt holster requirements, allowing Texans to carry firearms in whatever kind of holster they choose. So, I, man, so I'm, I'm going to have to go holster shopping. If, I mean, if. If, if you're a mall ninja and you like a drop leg holster, drop you want to carry holster. that thing around, you're, yeah. you're ready, man. This is, yeah. So, so I, the way I read that, uh, you had to carry in a shoulder holster or in a, uh, some sort of a, a hip or waistband, uh, style mm-hmm. holster. Uh, and I guess that removes that. And really, like I said, short of some drop leg or <laughs> I have no idea. I have no, no clue what that, but Hey, you know what? More freedom. I'll take it. We'll take it. Exactly. House Bill 1500 prevents any government entity from prohibiting the sale or transportation of firearms or ammunition during a declared disaster or emergency. So I like a lot it. of the, against a lot of these things, I had no idea that there were even laws against it. Like the holster thing had no clue. I mean, <laughs> had no clue. I know. I didn't either. But Nobody's it, ever. I, yeah. think, I think some of these might be also, and we're going to get comments of people that probably know a little bit more about this that study it. Uh, with some more clarification, but a lot of these seem like these are are proactive attempts to be more friendly to the Second Amendment. Not necessarily that some of these are issues right now, but they want to clear right. these roadblocks for future events that may come up or may may occur. Is that what it kind of sounds like to you, or seems like to you? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. And I think that it could be reactionary to some things that over the years we've seen other places. And I don't want to quote this and be completely wrong because it's been so many years ago. But I know back during Hurricane Katrina uh, down in New Orleans, uh, there was some, you know, government entities there that were trying to prevent uh, people from carrying their firearm legally or buying or selling firearms legally there were some like there were some big deals going on there where second amendment constitutional rights were being violated and so when i look at this 
that looks, I mean, again, that's been years ago. I'm not saying that's exactly what it's related to, but I remember reading about those uh, issues kind of in the aftermath of Katrina. Yeah. So it makes sense to me that, you know, again, during a, uh, a declared disaster emergency, no government entity can prohibit the sale or transportation of firearms. So, yeah, they're, they're basically saying you can't set a roadblock up and say, hey, we've got this okay. disaster up here. Yeah. Tornado came through town, hurricane, you know, whatever it is, uh, you can't have your, your firearm. you got to turn around this roadblock. They right. can't do that, which, I mean, good. I mean, again, it's I'm with you. I think it's a little it's probably proactive in that sense. But yeah. again, I'm glad to have it. So here's where we get really into meat and potatoes of the new laws. And there's a lot of questions that still are out there because of these and the things that were passed. Uh, the next one, House Bill number uh, 2622 makes Texas a Second Amendment sanctuary state by protecting Texans from new federal gun control regulations. Now, you, this isn't the first state that this, that's done this. I know... You even have right. counties that are in blue states. I know in Virginia, uh, there was some counties that uh, declared themselves right. and voted on, you know, that we are uh, gun sanctuary counties <laughs> in, in a blue state, very right. blue state like Virginia. So the question is, and I think still is left to be answered, what does it all mean? <laughs> so uh, where's the federal enforcement's um I, where does their reign, I guess, stop in the, the state? Uh, does the, the state override or can they override the, a federal agent coming in and trying to, you know, uh, enact or impose some new gun laws? It just seems like so, it seems yeah. like posturing so to this me. Is but. My, I think it is. Yeah. This is my understanding. All right. <laughs> Did not stay at a Holiday Inn Express last night. <laughs> so I don't, that's, that's my knowledge on this is, you know, you should yeah. put it in a, a you know, a, a thimble of how much you trust this. Yeah. But my understanding of it is, is that what it does is it would, um, it would force state and local agencies from assisting the federal government in enforcing new uh, what the, the the state would consider unconstitutional gun laws, mm -hmm. and so they're they're basically, by my understanding of this, are saying any new because it says any new federal mm -hmm. gun control laws, they're going to say they're unconstitutional no matter what they are, and so the state is not going to be allowed uh, the city state agencies to assist the feds in enforcing those. Now it doesn't mean that unfortunately I wish that it meant, but it doesn't mean that the Department of Public Safety troopers. Uh, and the Texas Rangers are going to set up roadblocks and, uh, you know, <laughs> pu pu pull out the uh, arms and, and keep the, the feds at bay on the borders. But that's what I want it to say, but I don't think it says that. Oh, yeah. That, yeah, but they're not going to be allowed to assist them. And my understanding is reading this, it's not just saying that we might not, but that they're not allowed yeah. to assist them uh, in the enforcement of these. And so yeah, that's, and that's going to kind of play into another one of these we're going to talk about in a minute. Yeah. It kind of seems like they, the federal government still has jurisdiction. Um, it's just that, unfortunately, yeah, that our, our authorities, troopers, uh, you know, local state police are not going to be able to assist them. But, you know, if the ATF says, you know, it, uh, I don't like the way that Jason's rifle looks, looks a little bit too short and I'm checking right now mm -hmm. and, he doesn't have a stamp. We're going to go knock on his door. There's pretty much nothing that's going to stop him from doing that. It, it sounds like Correct. unless they pull over at the, 
you know, the gas stations say, you know, the feds are like, hey, you know, sees the local cop and, hey, where's Jason Robertson live? You know, can you give us directions? Either, you know, they're like, no, we're mm-hmm. not going to help you <laughs> to find his house. But Correct. other than that, they're still going to be able to roll up and, and get him. So I do, I feel like that's, it, that is, um, I think it's a good thing. I, I like it. I think it sounds good. I don't know uh, how much teeth it has to it. I, I, it does right. seem like a little bit of posturing just to say, hey, look at us. Look how conservative we are. We're concerned, you know. Uh, a gun sanctuary state. Um, but that's what, you know, like I was saying, like, what does it all mean? What does, what does that mean when it comes down to the, uh, the nuts and bolts of it, of how it's actually going to work or, or could be implemented? But hopefully we don't have to find out. <laughs> I'm really hoping it doesn't get It's exactly point. how I feel. I don't want to know. So uh, the, the next one, House Bill 1927, authorizes constitutional carry in Texas Meaning, law-abiding abiding Texans legally uh, can legally carry a gun without a license or permit. This, I'm very excited about this. This is my first time my wife's ever said, "Hey, I think I want to go out and I want to buy a handgun." So me and her get to go handgun shopping. She's never said that to me before. So any excuse for me to get to go gun shopping, uh, even if it is for my wife, is exciting to me. So. We're going to run out and buy her a new pistol sometime soon. This now it goes into effect September first, and we are um, we're the twenty first state. Well, I did not know that when they talked about passing this law, uh, and they said you know anybody that's legal you know to to carry or or to buy a handgun can carry one. Uh, I was like, man, that's awesome! And they're like, we're the twenty first state, and I was like, you got to be kidding me! You mean there's twenty <laughs> other states that have that are we're, uh, we're way behind way behind i mean we're in the middle of the pack uh when it comes i mean there's some states on here that you wouldn't even that you would think that we would be more conservative uh when it comes to gun rights that are on it before us but i guess better late than never but it just proves to you that how much texas is moving uh and has been moving over and it's getting harder and harder to get these things done but uh, you know, hopefully it's a sign of things to come nationally, you know, as we start to push against some of these, these gun laws. So constitutional carry is a little bit of a hot topic for some people, even in the gun and hunting community. Yeah, there's pro-gun and people that aren't even for it, you know? There, there, there are, and there's probably some listeners of this show uh, who are not for it. And so the one thing that I always hear, and again, this is, I'm not talking about what the left is saying because I don't really care what they're saying, but coming from, from within our side, within our own ranks of conservative hunters and gun owners is the idea of, yeah, but that just means that any Joe Schmo, uh, you know, your wife, no offense, uh, somebody with no training, whoever can go pick up a firearm, they can go put it in their purse, they can wear it on their hip, they can do whatever they want to do, and they can have that firearm and they're going to go into Walmart and they could pull that Mm. thing out and shoot somebody because they don't know how to use it and whatever. Well, my first thing that I would say to that is, and this is just me. Okay. I'm I'm just going to tell you, I'm so far right of the modern day conservatives that I don't see in my rear view mirror. Okay. My first comment is my rights do not come from, the government. Right. So I don't need them to allow me to do something. Okay. So they don't need, so it's not like, Oh, they're allowing me to do this. They should have never, this shouldn't even be a, an issue because I believe we have this right anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, second of all, 
I would say that we've had the uh, first we had is called, you know, conceal carry license. Then it changed to license to carry when you could, you know, open carry. And I'm going to tell you something. I've been through those classes. I've been through the whatever they call them, refreshers or continuing it, or I don't know what they call it. When you used to have to go re-up it. I've, been, I've done this. No offense. Oh, They're a joke. Okay, there are, I mean, there is, I mean, look, I've been in those classes with little old grandmas that don't know which end the bullets come out of, <laughs> and it's literally, it's not a gun safety class. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's about the law. It's about the basic things you could and couldn't do mm. where you could and couldn't carry it basically was what the class was about. And then you go out there and, you know, it's like, okay, here's your handgun, <laughs> shoot at this target. And it's phenomenal that nobody, I've never heard of anybody failing one of these things. No. And so it's an all day deal. You leave there. And the person who didn't know which end of the firearm the bullets went into still didn't know when they got out of the class. So, you know, don't. this has been going on for 20-something years. So people hadn't been shooting everybody up. Again, I just don't think we need the, the government to be in, in charge of that. Yeah, there and there's a lot of people that are very much pro-Second Amendment. There's probably, like you said, people listening to the show that are not for the right to – for anybody any you know normal person law-abiding citizen to to be able to carry a gun you know i agree with you i think it's it, these rights are given to us from god and not from government as far as what we're allowed to do especially when it pertains to second amendment um you know the people out there this is going to hurt the business of a lot of people out there that are handgun in, instructors for you they know, were getting, fighting I this bet, tooth because there's a lot nail. of people that have made a business out of it and, and god bless them i understand it uh and nobody wants to see somebody's lab, livelihood taken away uh but you know the people out there saying that you know we shouldn't you shouldn't just give anybody the right to carry a gun because they're not going to be able to to use it or know how to use it well that's the gun owner's responsibility to do that. Um, it's that's not exactly right, and it's it's not um, up to us to be able to say who should be able to carry a gun and who shouldn't just because we feel like somebody's not as trained as somebody else. Yes, it is a right. It is a very um, important right, and, and one that comes with a lot of uh, of concern for the well being of others. I mean, you want to make sure that your your um, your firearm is protected in a safe spot. You know how to use it. But that's up to the individual, the individual owner. That's not up to somebody else that should give somebody else the right to carry it out just because they feel like they're experienced. And I, the people that I hear saying it's, it's a disappointment because they are people that I've seen on social media that are respected. Um, and for them to come out against this, it, it is, it's disappointing. And, it, and if we did, if, if your thought on this disagrees with Jason and I's, I's uh, opinion on this, I'm, you know, I completely understand your side and what you're coming from. I, I just, I don't, it makes me nervous deciding on who should have the ability to own something. Now, if you're a felon, that's something else. Uh, you've lost that right. You also right, lost, you right, also right. lost the right to vote. Um, you know, but mm -hmm. I, when it comes to protecting yourself, everybody should be afforded the same opportunity to protect themselves. Uh, no matter what we well, feel like I, their skill level I is. I think so. And, I think we can end, I mean, pretty easily and say, listen, how long, 
have we been requiring driver's license and the state has been forcing kids to go through driver's ed classes that take weeks and they got to, you know, drive and prove all this. Okay, folks, if you've driven in Texas or any other state, you realize there's a bunch of morons out there that have a state issued card that says they can legally drive and they are morons and they're driving, they're, they're driving a, you know, uh, you, they can drive a motor home down yeah. the road at 80 miles an hour down the interstate and they're, they're passing you by that much. Come on, man. No, that's the, <laughs> no, so, but, but I do it, at the end of the day, I, I think constitutional carry is a good thing. And, you know, I want to speak to one thing. I know you did mention about all these guys who have had, you know, classes for years and, mm-hmm. and they've, yeah. you know, made maybe a side gig or something uh, teaching these, you know, uh, concealed handgun or license to carry classes. What I would like to see a lot of those guys do is, and I know they're not going to get near the the customers that they did before because it won't be required but what i would like to see them do is to go out on their own fashion uh some sort come up with their own curriculum for a gun safety class a 101 gun safety offer this and hey it's going to be the same thing come out here on saturday we'll do it all day as you know whatever it is and offer those classes and it, it you know I don't the same price. Yeah. I don't whatever it is, and and try and try to push that, and and you mm-hmm. know work with these gun shops, a new gun owner homes, about say hey, you don't have to go do this, but we highly encourage it. Mm-hmm. And I'll just be honest with you, I know a lot of of uh, first time gun owners, a lot mm-hmm. of women. Uh, I mean, people that would send their kid to that if it was a legitimate gun training 101 i mean you know what i mean i think if it was a legit deal but this license to carry everybody knows they have to teach what the state requires for you to pass the test i mean that's you know that's not the the teacher's fault he's just teaching what the state requires right so anyway that's my two cents i think it's a good thing i'm glad to have it so all of these laws up to this point I, i i say they've been pretty straightforward most of them have been um the last one here this could be doozy. the biggest thing. I, this is the, even above constitutional carry. This last law has got people like on the edge of their seat. They pass it. Now we're like, okay, what do we do? <laughs> so, if it wasn't for this one, we wouldn't even be having this show. We wouldn't show. have the show. Okay. okay. That, the la- How, this is the big one. And this was totally out of left field. Nobody, this was on nobody's radar, at least no. the nobody. I, nobody. Everybody was talking about nobody constitutional carry. This and then, was coming. then this thing comes out. Okay. House Bill 957 repeals the criminal offense of possessing, manufacturing, transporting, or repairing a firearm silencer. It also ensures that any firearm suppressor manufactured in Texas and that remains in Texas will not be subject to federal law or federal regulations. Holy cow. Uh, (laughs) Where can I go, you know, start making suppressors? No, I'm joking. Totally joking. (laughs) Totally joking. So he is joking. I'm totally joking. So, what the heck, man? What? Okay. So if this is, if this is true, it should be just gangbuster for any silencer company. That, and there are several. They're not well known, but there are several um, manufacturer Texas manufacturer suppressor companies that are in this state that as of. September 1st, whenever this thing is goes live should be able to just start pumping out these suppressors to people in Texas. And maybe they sign something at the store that says it's remaining in Texas and I'm not leaving. And 
that's it. I mean, never going to happen. You just like it's well. Let's for, let's talk about it this way. The big companies, Dead Air, Silencer Co., these nationwide suppressor companies. What does this law mean for them, Jason? Well, the reason I say it's never going to happen, I I I want to be clear and say that I'm not saying that there's nothing can come of this law. What I cannot imagine anyone with a attorney that you know got a 69 on his bar exam <laughs> would go out and make suppressors Texas made. I don't care whatever the 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 dots they got a the dot and the T's they got across. I don't know. I cannot imagine anybody that would go out and make these knowing they're breaking federal law and sell them. I just, I cannot imagine so, that. I mean, it would be one thing for a guy to go out and make his own, Yeah, but it'd yeah. be a whole nother because you're going to get on the radar way quicker if you're a legit manufacturer right. or even if you just, you know, started up in your machine shop last week and you start selling these things. Let me tell you where the feds are coming. Yeah. And so... Yeah, I, I would say that no, no, number number one. I want to say this real quick. This means nothing to any legit manufacturer of suppressors or legitimate FFL dealers mm -hmm. because they are FFL dealers. They have a federal firearms license and they are required to obey those laws. And if they go out and start selling suppressors over the counter to everybody that walks in the door, I mean, the, the feds are already looking over their shoulder. That there's, that'd just be, that'd just be stupid. That's like, you know, jail time waiting to happen. Mm -hmm. Those guys, this, this is this cannot help them in any way. In my opinion, at least short term, uh, unless the, the fed said they weren't going to do anything about it, which I just, I, I don't imagine, imagine them touching this with a 10 foot pole. Uh, I wouldn't, you know, it would, was them. the first thing to do, they would do, the feds would raid their, you know, uh, sure. manufacturing plants, which a lot of them are outside the state of Texas and they'd be probably shut down faster. You can blink an eye, but yeah, what about the companies, the suppressor companies that are in Texas, that their product, um, you know, uh -huh. primarily is sold uh -huh. to Texans uh -huh. within the state? <laughs> I mean, what does it mean for for those kind of those kind of companies? I think it means the same thing. I think the feds would be knocking on their door in fifteen minutes. So I think yeah, that yeah, I, I I do. I think that if you've got a legitimate company and you're selling every suppressor that you can make. Um, well, maybe you're not, maybe you're not selling everyone you can make, but you're selling suppressors and you're successful and you're doing it under the federal regulations. I don't see any reason that you would risk federal jail time and your whole business over this. Now I want to make, we're kind of a little bit of the cart ahead of the horse on mm -hmm. this. So part of the, this bill, and I, I want to, let me say two things. One. A lot of people say, hey, this is just like Kansas. Kansas already did this several years ago. They had some guys that went out there and, you know, got these unlicensed cans. The feds came in, you know, hauled them off, drug them to jail, and the state stood back and said, well, I don't know. <laughs> and those guys were the scapegoats, okay? Yeah. So our bill is different. There is some different wording in there. And so, you know, there is some some thought that this is going to test it in a different way. But the, where I was originally going to go here is the way our bill is written is come September, there is a requirement for 
this to be put in front of a federal judge, mm -hmm. meaning rather than waiting until Joe Bubba goes mm -hmm. out there and makes one and gets caught in some drug raid and then it all goes down, they're saying, no, we're going to put this in front of a federal judge and see what happens in September. Yeah. Now, if the federal judge says, nope, not going to happen, they said they're going to try to take it all the way to the Supreme Court. Um, now, I will admit that the Kansas deal, uh, their, their past bill, that the Supreme Court wouldn't even look at it. <laughs> Texas believes that they have a case that's going to be a little bit different. Yeah. Is it going to be? I don't know. I think it's going to have to be worked out in the courts. So if you want my take on what this actually in reality is, is that you know, you keep asking the good question. What about these companies that are already in Texas? What what I think for the the intermediate is that it would allow a guy to make let's just say it's homemade. I don't know. Whatever. He's got his oil can filter or something. <laughs> I don't know. He's got I mean, you know, he's got a he's got an unlicensed suppressor. And what it would uh, allow is we're kind of going back to some of these other things. The state, the state law enforcement could not do anything to convict him of that or to assist the feds in that. So if he's out there with this thing and he doesn't draw the attention in any way of the feds, then I guess he's smooth sailing because the yeah. state, you know, and local uh, you know, law enforcement couldn't do anything about it. I mean, yeah. it would be it would be legal in Texas, but illegal federally. Yeah. Um, so the the only thing I keep going back to is, and I know this won't matter. It won't matter when you get to the federal level. But all these states have gone out and legalized marijuana and other drugs yeah. that are illegal federally, mm. and the feds haven't done one darn thing about it. So I've been saying for a long time let's just let's just go out and do this with firearms you know it normally doesn't work that way yeah. but that's what i say well what do you think i mean what is your take on this so i think i think you're correct i think it's too it puts their business in too much jeopardy as far as suppressor legitimate suppressor companies to to start doing this but i think you're right i think that they did this to uh it's to kind of start uh start change in a more effective way by getting in front of the courts um and maybe it might be put into law. Uh, you know, if a, if a federal judge upholds it, it gives the law more credibility. It'll probably be challenged, and then it may find its way to the Supreme Court, which, you know, an ultimate ruling on there could make it legal for everybody in the United States So or set some type of precedent. Mm -hmm. So I think it's a smart thing. Um, I think what it means right now is not much is going to change. You're going to get a bunch of people running out to try to make their own suppressors. Uh, I can promise you that. There's, There's going to no be doubt. somebody go to jail before they can even get this in front of a judge because yeah. some guy's going to go out there, make a suppressor, post it on YouTube and Facebook, and flaunt it, and he's going to go to jail. Yeah, yeah. I have heard yeah. of people uh, home making suppressors and getting and having the feds show up at their door and. Uh, they got, you know, they got off with a, just a slap on the wrist and said, Hey, don't do it anymore. But you know, people, you know, making suppressors for all their buddies, uh, anybody yeah. that had a, a, a welding rig or something, you know, a welding yeah, shop be being able to do this. Very but, concerned. Uh, yeah, very yeah. Much, sir. Well, um, but I, I, I'll say this. I, 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 
I hope it happens. I mean, I'm I'm waiting right now. I've got a suppressor in jail. I guess it's mm-hmm. I don't know about I my fourth too. one. Yeah. I'm I'm still yeah. You and I both do. So we're both waiting. Uh, look, I've paid my two hundred dollar stamp. You know, multiple suppressors, and um, I'm not upset. I've heard some guys. Well, I've already paid all this money. <laughs> Who cares? What sense does that make? I mean, I don't. I, I I don't care. I'll pay more money if I don't have to go through the federal yeah. process. Do I really think that anything's going to happen? Um, I don't know. I'm I'm 60% that nothing changes, but I like to hold out this 40%, which is probably a little higher than it should be. But but again, I think it needs to play out in the courts. We're not attorneys. We're not judges. Let's see where it goes. And even if it ends up with a big, fat no, hey, we got the state saying that they tried. We've got yeah. the state making moving in the right direction trying to give the citizens more freedom yeah uh and so that's that's a big deal to me every single time well, i'll take that and i'm I'm a huge state's rights proponent yeah. uh you know as a southerner that's you know i think a lot of, of these mantras. laws too although i like all of the laws and i'm glad that they're in place i think it's also laws that were put in place by politicians that are coming up for election soon <laughs> and everybody's sure. trying to prove to their voters who's more conservative so uh, or who's more liberal if you're on the other side exactly so no i think i think these are good so there were seven bills again i'll run them down very quickly and i'll let jason wrap up the show uh first one prohibits any governmental entity from contracting with a business that discriminates against firearms or uh, ammunition businesses Uh, senate bill 20 allows guests to store firearms in their hotel rooms Uh, senate bill 550 removes the shoulder uh, or belt holster requirement, so you can basically carry your gun or handgun any way you want to. House Bill 1500, uh, it prevents any government entity from prohibiting sales or transportation of firearms or ammunition during declared disaster or emergency. Uh, House Bill 2622, uh, Texas is a sanctuary state. And House Bill 1927, constitutional carry. Anybody that's legal to buy a gun is legal to carry it. And House Bill 957, we're just going to call it the suppressor law. Uh, so <laughs> what I know that these laws pertain to Texas, but if you're out there and you don't live in Texas and you're hearing a lot about this, hopefully what you see is uh, this is obviously these are reactions um, to people that are concerned about leadership in Washington right now and the anti-gun movement that uh, continues to get stronger. It, it will never stop getting um, strong from the left side. They're always going to push. Um, they, they have a mindset of just trying to chip away at gun rights a little piece at a time. And that's a, that's a win to them because at some point they know, uh, a little a lot of little pieces add up to a lot. And so we've got to fight back even harder to make sure that we protect our rights and protect our rights to protect ourselves, our family, and to be able to do, um, what we do and what we love to do. And that's, that's to hunt. And, and we don't want to be told what type of rifle we can hunt with. So, uh, I will. And, and I think, yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I was just going to say, you know, thank goodness that they're taking these steps to do it. And if you're one of these States that, um, you don't have these, these gun laws or these proactive gun laws, uh, hopefully they're moving to a state near you. Hopefully this is a sign of, of importance of making sure that, uh, we're electing the state and local elections are 
probably more important mm. than the federal. And it, this, you can they see are. exactly why. Uh, when it pertains to gun rights, now with a lot of the stuff that's being taught to kids in school, you know, uh, gosh, man, it, the only people that are protecting ordinary citizens um, are our state and local representatives, if you look at it at this point, you know. I agree. And I, you said something there that I think is important, and I'll end on this note. You said from the, the left and from the feds coming down, they're slowly chipping away at the Second Amendment rights, and it's little by little. And I think we have to look at this, even from the state level, as uh, the opposite of that. So even if you go, well, most of these don't mean much, every little mm -hmm. bit helps. If we're chipping away at what they've done, even if, even if only one of these adds up to anything, well, it's better than we were yesterday, and yeah. it didn't cost us anything. You know, so I'm, I am all for it. So I would just say this, um, you know, to... Governor Abbott and the Texas legislature, uh, all the conservatives. And, I, hey, let me say this. There were some Democrats that voted for some of these. I want to be very clear. This was not 100% down party line. So uh, kudos to all those guys. Thank you very much. Democrats uh, are gun owners, too, for sure. Work. You know, That's right. Yep. Some of them are for sure, yep. definitely. All right, folks. Hey, we hope that you enjoyed the show. Like I said, we know uh, it's a little bit different. But it's an interesting topic. It pertains, uh, like we said, in some way to all of us as gun owners and uh, gun enthusiasts and as just constitutional Americans. You know, even if you choose to not own guns, uh, it's something that is important to all of us. So, uh, again, we thank you all for coming here. If you're looking for any kind of night vision or thermal optics, please go to OutdoorLegacyGear.com and check that out. That is our website. Um, by supporting OutdoorLegacyGear.com, you support Hans and I, you support this show. Uh, that's what puts this show on, so we really appreciate that. Uh, all of our uh, loyal listeners who become customers uh, it means a lot to us. If you've got a question about an optic, you're not sure what to buy, uh, feel free to call us, 877-350-1818. You can also go on the website uh, and contact us there. Email us if you've got uh, a quick question about an optic before you make the purchase. Uh, if you are looking for Hans, go check him out on YouTube. Hans ETX. That is H-A-N-S-E-T-X. Hans East Texas. Uh, you'll find his YouTube channel there. He is constantly putting out review videos from scopes. He's putting out uh, hog hunting and coyote hunting videos. Uh, so, you know, like and subscribe there. And then he is always over at Instagram way too much when he should be doing a lot of other things. He is instead over there posting pictures. Again, know, it's just Hans ETX. to know why ETX. I'm not calling people back. I'm, I'm posting on Exactly. <laughs> I'm over here talking to customers, and it's like, oh, Hans tagged you in another post. Great. It's awesome. I'm, why doesn't he call somebody? So anyway, now, folks, uh, I, I check Hans out there. And then you've already found the Late Night Vision show, but you can always go to the Late Night Vision show.com to see all the past episodes and uh, learn more about the show there. Yep. So thank you very, very much. So check it out, OutdoorLegacyGear.com. Thank you for your business. Thank you for trusting us. Um, you know, hopefully you see us as your trusted thermal uh, and night vision dealer. We, we feel like we provide the best level of service that we possibly can. And I think a lot of the customers would say that we do. So we appreciate your business. Um, and make sure that you tune in next week for episode 165 of the Late Night Vision Show. If you find us on iTunes or if you find us on 
uh, Google Play, Spotify. Please give us good rankings. Uh, and also on YouTube, give us thumbs up. That helps out or share it. Sharing the, the, the podcast does a lot for us. So we thank you all. Uh, have a good week. Have a good weekend. Stay safe in the fields and keep making them bacon pancakes.